Content for the culture. Episode 11, I think. I probably need to double check that, but episode 11, that was CFCF from their new album, On Vacation. That song was called Pleasure Center, and uh, I think it's kind of an accurate title, kind of a weird sensual one, but uh, nonetheless, I think it kind of describes the whole vibe of that song and that yeah that's my artist of the week here cfcf with uh that new album on vacation i'll get into that um in a little bit but you know why are you here uh content for the culture you're listening because either uh one you are a close friend who knows about my podcast <laughs> or you're someone who's just interested in uh you know listening to the best music watching the best movies watching the best tv uh, not wasting your time, um, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians and watching The Bachelor and listening to, uh, let's see, um, I think I use Pitbull as an example a lot, but that's a little extreme. Listening to just fucking pop radio, let's just let's just put it that way. You know, that's not, if you do any of that, that's not going to be the kind of content you're going to get here. So thank you for listening. And um, I also just kind of want to give a quick, want to give a quick, uh, quick shout out here. Just got a shout out to my homies. No, uh, just really though, a quick shout out to uh, everybody that listened to the last episode and listened to a bunch of my old podcasts and everything like that. Um, I did my first kind of social media like, hey, you know, I actually have a fucking podcast. I've been working on this for, you know, two months or so or, you know, two months and some change. And um, yeah, I just got really positive feedback. And so just want to say thank you to everybody who did listen. And, you know, even if you just clicked on my website, you know, or liked, if, if you liked the Instagram post, even, thank you. Um, we all know those likes are hard to come around these days. Uh, but really, though, thank you for listening. And, and I really do appreciate it. And it's, you know, like I said last episode, just knowing that one person is going to listen to something new will make doing this podcast worth it every, uh, every couple of weeks. It's a biweekly podcast. So, um, you know, even, you know, for example, my, my, twin sister she uh she messaged me and said hey i'm listening to thundercat like referenced from the podcast or something i'm like you know what like even if it's my sister, like thank you that's awesome and it's hey that's one person i mean that felt good like i i woke up to that text and i'm like oh wow i'm actually influencing someone's musical tastes and musical choices so uh now it's just a matter of trying to get a percentage of the profits that these artists make because i'm totally increasing the traffic that they're getting no but but really it's uh thank you i i appreciate you all listening and um love all the positive feedback and even if you have negative feedback please send it my way i'd love to hear what i can do to improve the podcast and if you do need to get in touch you probably know me personally so you can just text me or if you don't and you're someone that's listening from a reference from a friend or something which would be even you know even cooler uh, you can go to contentfortheculture.com, reach out to me there. There's a contact page and that'll go straight to my email and then I can talk to you, you know, through there and we can get a little dialogue going. So thank you for listening. Content for the Culture at episode 11. So what we were listening to there was CFCF and uh, I, I know I've been focusing on electronic music a lot lately, but frankly, I, I don't, it might be my favorite genre of music right now and, and for the past year or two, it's no matter what, I've always come back to it. I think it's a lot harder to find instrumentation. It's a lot harder to find bands playing with vocals that I can personally really enjoy. I mean, you know, I, I featured, I liked, you know, Mac DeMarco, Home Shake, and like Thundercat. Those are very, they're very out there musicians still, though. It, it's very hard to find that kind of um, unique nature to music from a lot of bands these days. So uh, electronic music has been sort of my crutch. And uh, CFCF is incredible. I think... He has albums, let me look, he has albums dating back um, pretty far, pretty far here. I probably should come prepared with this info. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Spotify right now. Let's see. Oh, wait, no. Only till 2009. Well, he has a lot of albums. Holy shit, man. That's a lot of albums for starting in 2009 on Spotify. And who knows, there might be more before that. But either way, the guy's got a lot of music. I thought it like, I was honestly thought it was going to go back to like 1999, considering how many fucking albums were on there. But either way, guys got a lot of music, and all the albums themselves have completely different vibes and shapes to all the music and all the structures. It's incredible. Um, I, I think this newest album kind of, I think it's a little more out there. I think it's very, uh, you know, you know I, it's hard to describe electronic music without sounding like a total douchebag, but I mean, I'll give it a shot, and I've tried on the past few episodes. It, it's it's not like I think I've featured, you know, like, oh, it's spacey or it's really out there. It's like, oh, my God, are we fucking tripping? Like, it's not that kind of electronic music. It's more it kind of has like a, almost a little bit of a jungle feel, which I'm sure you kind of heard with that first track. Um, there are also some other songs on there that kind of go 
a little different from that vibe, but I would say it's kind of like an electronic, jungly, very uh, unique. I don't know. It's just listen to it. Just fucking listen to it, okay? Don't take, just take my fucking word for it, okay? Because it's hard to describe. I don't know why I'm getting pissed off at you. I'm sorry. But listen to that album, On Vacation. Very good. And if there's anything I can suggest on top of that, just listen to his old music. I have like five or ten of his songs. Um, how did that sound? Scootness, Jaren. Getting nice and cozy with the mic. So anyways, it, I have a lot of uh, CFCF tracks saved. A lot of them added to the content for the culture playlist. Uh, tons of tons of songs you can listen to. And the most interesting part about it all is how unique and different each each one is from one another. I first discovered CFCF, I think maybe, you know, as usual, it might have been through Pitchfork or reading online, but I actually, no, actually, I think what I discovered the artist through was, um, I feel like I Googled at one point, and it, yes, I did literally Google this, it was like best electronic piano dance songs, or something along those lines, I love when a piano is incorporated to electronic music, I think it's just like a fucking match made in heaven, and uh, one of their songs came up. There's a lot of piano on his earlier work. And it's just so interesting because I saw a new CFCF album was coming out. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's exciting. New electronic music. I'm excited. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to hear some of that same old stuff. And, and it's so different. It's completely different. And I love when artists take a new direction. And it's it doesn't have to be better or worse. You know, it's just different. And it's still the artist. It's still good. You know, I think a lot of people get so fucking pissed off when artists take a new direction. And when they... Like, we want to still, we want to hear the same fucking pop hits. Like, what do you, you know, and I get it. I, I've been there too. It's fucking frustrating. I mean, when they take a direction that's just like, oh, you turned into a full on jazz album. Like, okay. Like, I get that. But, you know, it's still electronic music. It's still good. It's just a little bit of a different vibe. It's maybe not, you know, made for, I would pr probably say that music, this, this newer CFCF isn't as much for like partying with friends as it is with, you know, Maybe his older stuff, so it's not as uh, you know mainstream, or maybe is a little poppy, but it's still fucking good. So just give it a listen, and, and you might be listening to it. And you might think to yourself, like Jesus Christ, George is out there. Like he listened to some fucking weird. Like I do, I really do. I, I, it's, it's almost like that white noise, like like background music. I, I love it. I just love driving to it. And and I think the past two, yeah, Moomin last uh, last episode, both of them, they hardly had any vocals. I don't even think there, there were like two lines of vocals in in that movement album and they were like really repetitive as would be with any electronic song. They had like no meaning. And then this new album with CFCF, I don't even think it has any at all. So, you know, stepping it up and I mean, maybe I, I, I don't know, it, just listen to it and see if you like it. I think some people have, have trouble with it. I get it. Maybe if you don't want to listen to it straightforward, I mean, I get it. If you're just listening to music to listen to music, which some people do, if you're like, oh, I want to hear this new fucking album, like, okay, maybe, Maybe you should find more, you know, poppy music, something with a lot of lyrics. And, you know, that's something you can really focus on. Like, oh, what's the message, you know? And, and with this electronic music, it's not as much about that. It's what's the vibe, what's the feeling it gives me. And, and it takes you to a pleasure center, as that last song did. And, um, you know, that doesn't sound creepy at all. Uh, but in all in all fairness, it, it really does just kind of take you to a different place. And I think it's a really uh, it's a really interesting take on electronic music. And on top of that, what I think you, you should do with it, if it's a little too like well, this is a little too out there, just listen to it while you're doing something. You know, that's why I, I listen to it at work. I'm, I mean, I'm still doing work. I'm still being productive. But I, you know, listen to that electronic music where I don't have to totally focus in. But I just kind of like, all right, my mind is here at work. But like, I don't know, this is going to sound so fucking out there. I mean, you know, my mind is here at work. and My body is out elsewhere in the pleasure center. I don't know. I'm going to stop saying pleasure center. I think that's too many. I think that's too many pleasure centers. That's the, oh, that's four. Four is enough. Four is enough pleasure center. So anyways, we, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. A lot of topics to cover. It's very exciting. And I'm just excited at one, on one level, just to give you another new artist, new album to listen to and not have to go back on music that I've been adding to the playlist over the past year. And, you know, just kind of a disclaimer. I'm not, I don't have, I haven't watched any movies. So I'm going to do movie talk, of course. We got the Oscars tomorrow and going to make my predictions by the end of the episode. But I'm, you know, I, I haven't seen any new movies in, in the past two weeks. I saw that fucking god-awful movie, Hail, Hail Caesar, and then it was just like, all right, that's it. That's it for <laughs> that's it for this Oscar season and the movies over the past month. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be watching movies very often. So I, I just kind of want to... Uh, 
keep you in the loop in the sense that I'm not going to, I'm not going to be talking about movies as much on this podcast. Probably. I mean, I would love for people to give me suggestions maybe of new movies I can see or old movies that are good that I don't know about, but I've been having trouble finding new great new movies. And, and I just don't think movies are as good right now. I, I, I remember going on and on, I think a couple episodes ago about how much I fucking love the serialized television. And I do, I have like four, three or four televisions, uh, televisions, television shows to talk about already. I mean, it's great. Like new seasons, new content and, uh, not, not anything like, Oh, going back to watch this old show. So uh, it's, it's fucking great. And I'm pumped about the TV shows. I'm pumped about having those to watch as for the movies. It's getting a little disappointing, but we do have Oscars. So we'll, we'll reach that, um, you know, climax that, that point of no return. And then after that, we, we get past it and let's be fucking real. Then the movies start to suck. It, they do. I'm sorry. Batman versus Superman. No way. I don't want to see that. I, I do kind of want to see Deadpool. I, I heard people saying it was good and I just don't see superhero movies anymore. But it's not a superhero movie. It's an R-rated superhero. I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. He's crude. He's vulgar. But I'm, I'm sure it's funny. I'm sure it's good. I, I bet I would enjoy it. I've only heard good things. So I do want to see that. I do want to get to that. So we got a lot of shows to talk about. I'm going to give the Oscar predictions, which is great. And I just think I'm going to fucking nail it. I've always been good at predicting them. Okay. So just fucking step off. All right. I know what's fucking, I know who's going to fucking win. Okay. I got an insider in the fucking Academy. All right. I heard someone say the other day that the average age of the Academy, uh, of like a member of the Academy that votes for the Oscars is like above like 57 or 67. That's fucking crazy. And I think that kind of brings like the whole like Oscars so white controversy and a whole new perspective. You're like, oh, older white males in Hollywood. I don't know. Maybe I could see that. I don't, but I don't fucking know. I I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not really going to get into that topic because it's just like a tough one to cover. There's so many sides and I'm just like, yeah, it's, let's just put, let's just be honest. The the Oscars are really fucking white and it's. I, I, fuck, I don't know what to do about it, but, and I mean, I'm sure part of the problem is that these fucking members of the Academy are old, you know, old white men from a different time and a different era and a, just a completely different fucking society that it's hard for, you know, people my age to even picture and to even materialize. So I'm sure it's part of the problem. I don't really want to get into that topic though, because it's just, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. But speaking of, you know, racial issues, I did the whitest thing I possibly could have because I know I said last time, I mean, we'll, we'll cover music right now and then we're going to get into the shows and we're going to get into the Oscars. So just to r- kind of wrap up the music talk, I, I got into, um, I, I said last, last episode, I got into it about the Kanye thing and I said, I was going to listen to his new album once it came on Spotify. Okay. It didn't. So I didn't listen to it yet. And I will, once it comes on Spotify, cause I'm not fucking downloading title. Okay. Jay-Z I'm not. Okay. Just. If, if, you know, if he hears that I'm not going to, then they're going to fucking add it to Spotify. Let's be honest. Like, I, I don't know what I have to do, but I'm like, all right, I don't really care that much. So I will listen to it when I get a chance to, but and I didn't listen to that. And the only rap album I listened to, and I didn't listen to the whole thing at least, but I, I listened to Macklemore's new album and I was like listening to it at work and I, I probably crushed like four or five tracks. And then I'm like, you know, I am just so fucking white. I'm like, ooh, this is groovy. It's like, okay, no, mm, nope, nope, nope. Turning this off. Like, no, you need to fucking man up and listen to Kanye's album first. So I, I just felt like, I was like, God damn it. I feel like such a fucking like dork right now. Like <laughs> last episode, I'm like Mac Miller and, and Macklemore and, and you know, Mac DeMar. It's like, Jesus, dude, all the fucking Macs. You love it. It's like, Lord. But, but in, you know, in all fairness, I do think, um, I do think that album, I was listening to it. I mean, some of the songs were okay. I think that like downtown song is like fucking obnoxious and like the rapping's okay. But like that chorus, I don't know, dude, it, it just kind of fucking drives me nuts a little bit. I, I'm not really that into it. I think it's like trying to be uptown funk 2.0 and it's like, it's just overproduced in my opinion. It's just like too fucking much, but I guess that's what you need to get played on the fucking radio nowadays anyways. So nonetheless, I, I think some of his other songs, I, li- you know, I listened to the first few and they were, they were all right. You know, I don't, I, I really though, I, I just don't listen to rap. So I don't feel well-versed enough to even give, give a really even educated guess as to whether it was good or not. I mean, obviously I can make, well, I, I could listen to it, but in terms of like rapping ability and like how his actual like rapping style is and you know, his flow and all that, I, I don't fucking know. I'm just like, okay, I've listened to Biggie and I've listened to, it's like, okay, no, you're, you're don't know what you're fucking talking about. So 
I will listen to, I will listen to uh, Kanye's new album when I get a chance. And sorry for that crackling. I had to fix the mic there. Just want to make this sound as good as possible. So anyways, you know, I know I went off on the Kanye thing last week and I'm going to go off a little bit right now, just like, you know, like a 20 second rant, but good fucking war, dude. Did I not call it? I mean, two weeks ago, I was just like, okay, it's too much. It's like, and especially reading Pitchfork, I'm like, it's too much with the Kanye stuff. It's just too much. Like, I just don't like it. It's just like buying into it. It's like the media buys into it, and then he buys into it. And I I don't know who's kidding and who's not. And I'm just like, this is so fucking dumb. And literally, two weeks ago, I'm having trouble with it. I'm like, this is too much. Like, he released the album. Let the fucking album speak for itself. Like, goddamn, I don't care about your personal life. Like, Lord. And... And then these past two weeks, there's headlines about, oh, he said he's in debt. I don't know. Actually, maybe that happened two weeks ago when I said, talked about the episode, whether or not it did. He started with that saying, I'm in debt. And he asked, you know, Mark Zuckerberg for $53 million. And I see these news outlets being like, well, he must really be in debt. I'm like, what? Like, no, he's not. Like, what are you talking? Like, shut. Oh, it's just so bad. And they play into it. And it just, it's just like the snowball effect. And it just gets worse and worse because. Now, I, and then he goes on his Twitter rant, and he went on one against, like, the Grammy Academy. And I was just like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. And, like, I was reading an article on, I wasn't reading the article, I was scrolling through garbage, actually, is a better way to describe it, on Pitchfork, and it was just an article, like, Kanye goes about, goes on rant for Grammys to this, you know, to the fucking head guy or whatever, and they have, like, all of the, all of the tweets, like, I, I shit you, like, not, like, fucking, like, 25 or 30 fucking tweets just like lined up on top of each other. Just like that was the article. I'm like, what am I reading? Fucking Buzzfeed. Like I don't give a shit what he's tweeting. I don't care. Oh, he's asking for like, who gives a shit? Like if he wants to have an actual fucking discussion with this guy, why does he need to do it over fucking Twitter? Can he be professional in this time? I mean like whatever. It just, it just pisses me off. Like, I don't know why I just, it just bugs me. I just don't care. And it's just, everybody buys into it and I don't get why I don't, Fuck. But maybe I'll listen to the album and be like, oh my God, this is all justified. He's a fucking artist. And he is. Like, obviously, Kanye is fucking super talented. I just, I really just didn't like Yeezus that much. That's really the ultimate, um, ultimate kicker there. So that's it. I, I just looked at the, I think I checked my time. It was like a two minute rant. So that's all. I'm not even going to, because I went into it last week and I, I went a little too hard in the paint. And, you know, right now I'm just kind of chilling. I'm not going too hard in the paint. Not going to walk a flock up, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, dipping my toes in the water there. It's, fu- it's frustrating. If it, if it keeps going, I'm going to have to go off a little more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. Okay. I'm fucking tired of it. There's more important things to talk about, especially for like a music publication, like shit, there's better music. And, and speaking of the Grammys too, I, I think I talked about like I, this episode was uploaded. I think the day before the Grammys on that Saturday, I'm doing it on a Saturday again. I think that's kind of the schedule I'm going to keep. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just I'll watch the Grammys, dude. I didn't watch a single fucking second of the Grammys, and I'm sure none of you listening, like, oh, I really want to hear his take on it because, honestly, I just like, who gives a shit? Like, I think the Oscars still kind of matter. Like, the Oscars are bullshit. Obviously, I, I mean, I I get it. Like, they're 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 predictable sometimes, but I think they're a little more, um, a little more legit, I guess, than, than the Grammys. I don't know. They're a little more legit. I think that's my professional opinion. No, but I, I do think, I mean, yeah, you have the problem with the, with the Academy being old and, and sometimes there's predictable choices, but I don't know. The Oscars are a little more fun to watch. They matter a little bit more. I swear it, it's like you watch the Grammys and you can tell the music industry is declining. Like people say the movie industry is too, but music industry, obviously, as we all know that with streaming services, which I totally play a part of, but you, you kind of see the way they make this show. It's like, and it all, it is all fucking scripted. It is all written. I get it. You know, it is just like kind of fucking reality television in a way. But I mean, you watch these Grammys and it's just like, they play into the media, they play into the headlines and that's all they want. And everybody's just talking about like, well, Oh, did Kanye go on his rant or did he get up on the mic and this, that, and the other. And then this fucking, I don't oh, It's just, I just didn't give a single shit. That's all it was. And frankly, most of the musicians there, I just don't like their music. <clears throat> I saw that uh, Courtney Barnett or whatever got gypped on her fucking album as like best new artist. Like who won best new? Let's look it up. Let's fucking pull this shit up right now. And uh, yeah, sorry for that crackling. I'm trying to, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm trying to get this mic shit figured out. Okay. I got the nominations pulled up here. 
Let's see. I've been fucking with the mic this whole time. I'm sorry for any feedback you're hearing. So best new artist was Megan Trainer. Fucking like pop radio bullshit. Obviously weak. And you know what? I don't even fucking care. I don't even care. I don't even want to fucking talk about the Grammys because I just messed with the mic for 10 goddamn minutes. Tried to get that crackling to go away. And and the, the fucking fuel of my fire, it's just gone. I just, I was ranting and it's just like, it's frustrating fucking technology, right? God damn. Look, let's just wrap it up like this. The Grammys are bullshit. We all know it, and it's just fucking playing into the media, and it's it's they just want to make headlines, and they're not giving the awards to the people that are the most talented. They're giving the awards to the people that sell the most records. That's the fucking problem. And what I respect about the Oscars is, while do I do agree some movies get left out of the Oscar race um, and contention because maybe they're not as mainstream or make as much money, but still, films that make you know only eighteen million as opposed to three hundred million can still win Oscars and be respected as like the best film as opposed to. Musicians. I mean, I think that Best New Artist Award for Megan Trainer just, I mean, it, t- it tells the whole story. And I mean, it's just, it makes, it's like, okay, fucking, she's the pop radio artist, Best New Artist. She's getting played the most all, all over the radio waves. It's like, that's not what matters the most in terms of a Best New Artist. Like, this artist, Courtney Barnett, is easily a Best New Artist because, I mean, like, she fucking came out of nowhere. And she's like, I, and she's been a musician for like, She's been working so hard all the time, touring forever. And finally, it's like, she's like, I can't even believe I got nominated. Like, I didn't even know it was happening. I don't know. I just think she deserved it. And obviously, I have a completely biased point of view because of this podcast. Um, But that was bullshit. I don't even want to really waste my breath talking about the Grammys. I just don't really like them. I like the Oscars more. I didn't fucking watch them. So I'm sorry. I don't really have anything to add. I didn't even like, I I didn't even watch the red carpet or anything. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't give a shit at all. I was just like, whatever. It's, I just didn't care. So what I do want to talk about before I get into these shows, and we're already 25 minutes in, we got a lot of shit to cover. This might be a long one. You're in for the long haul here. So, Serial, the podcast. Um, obviously, I love podcasts. I podcast myself. I've mentioned some of my favorites. I love Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr, um, Dan Patrick Show, um, you know, What the Fuck with Mark Marin, or what is it, WTF? I don't know which one of you say it. Uh, and you know, many more, I, I subscribe to a lot of podcasts and just kind of, I honest, and you know, this sounds awful, but I mean, I, maybe just cause he's perceived maybe a little douchey. I don't know, but I, I kind of like Joe Rogan's podcast there. I fucking said it. It's okay. It's good. I like it. He means whatever I, if you might listen to my, like, it. I don't, I've been getting a lot of shit from people when I tell them I listen to it. I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as you think. So I don't know. I, I love all those podcasts, but I was at work this week and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to I'm like, I'm ready to grind on something real. And I heard Serial was so good. And I saw it was still at the top of the charts, which is so impressive. Um, like still like now it's just like, God damn, like that's so cool um, to just like, it's like raining at the top of the charts for a while. And so what the show is, it's, you know, it's a podcast and it's essentially, you know, completely audio, not a video podcast or anything. And it's essentially making a murderer button podcast form. And it is so engrossing and interesting and I, you owe it to yourself to listen to it. I, I mean, if you have a job where you can kind of pay attention that, you know, that I like listening to those other podcasts because they're kind of comedic or they're based in sports and they just cover a lot of topics and I can just kind of come in and out. You know, it's not, it's not like breaking news stuff. Whereas this, it's like following a full on television show. Like you have to stay tuned in and keep track of all the details. And what it follows is uh, a murderer from like 1999 in Baltimore, of course, and this guy says he's been wrongly convicted and, and never, you know, never killed this girl. He was like the ex-boyfriend, the typical alibi of, oh, or not alibi, uh, typical, you know, ex-boyfriend jealous of the ex-girlfriend and he fucking kills her to get her revenge or whatever. I don't know um, what the exact state's motive was in the case when they said it, but it's somewhere along those lines. And, you know, it's a state against him, Adnan Syed, I think is his name. And it is just like, dude, I get goosebumps talking about it right now. I like literally just like saying it. It's like watching a fucking television show, but just in podcast form. It's incredible. I think it's like 12 episodes. They're each like 50 minutes or they're not 50 minutes. They're like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. And then there's a few that are like an hour long. So you can get through pretty quick. I finished it in a week. I mean, my binging traits with television don't stop at just television. I mean, it continues the podcasting and all that stuff. I just was grinding through. I remember one day I listened to like five episodes in one day. It was just so addicting. And I, I just highly recommend it. I don't, I don't really, you know, review podcasts on this, on this, uh, podcast itself. That's kind of weird. And, you know, I know the idea of that sounds weird reviewing a podcast on a podcast, but it's more than that. It's more than a podcast. It's a show. 
it's a story and it's real time. It's real life. It's someone's real life in jail for who, you know, whatever he got convicted for. She's trying to make a difference in his life, whether for good or, you know, for better or for worse. I mean, she's not, she's not biased towards him. I mean, she talks about all of her different opinions and it's headed by this lady, an NPR journalist. So she's very vetted. She's very respectable journalist. And, and she totally is honest in her opinions and her assessments. And she acknowledges her bias and then her doubts and her beliefs and her wanting him to be innocent. And it's just like making a murder where you don't know if he's innocent or not. And if, and it's just, and you know what, spoiler alert, fuck it. If you haven't even listened to it, I'm not going to like say what happens in the end, but it's like making a murderer where I'm not saying he's freed or anything like that or not freed or whatever. I'm just saying it's a lot like where it doesn't really tell a story. Like here's the end and look what happened. Oh my God twist. It's like, no, it's not a fucking scripted television show. It's real life. And it really just more so tells a story of, of our court system and our justice system and the problems with it and, and loopholes. And, and it really, like I mentioned in that episode, it's, you just throw more money, the more money you throw at it, the better off you're going to be legally. And that's sad. That's really sad. Uh, it's, yeah, it's fucking fascinating though. So I highly recommend listening to serial podcasts. It's just like a quick recommendation. I mean, it really kind of goes without saying. I think it, you've probably heard of it. I, everybody's into it. Like I said, it's like number one on iTunes. So I'm not new to the to the party or anything like that. This isn't like me trying to be up to date. And, oh my God, you need to listen to this new artist. It's so good. No, I mean, it's it's everybody knows how good it is. It's already in the second season, but I listened to the first season. And if you listen to podcasts and you have time or you're on a long road trip and you just want something to do and you don't want to listen to music all day or something, you want to mix it up definitely check out serial podcast. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth your time more, more than, more than worth your time. So give it, a, give it a chance. Okay. So let's, let's actually talk about what we came here to talk about. Let's talk about some shows, get to the Oscar predictions. And I'm already a half an hour in and I've just kind of been all over the place. And also, yeah. And I apologize. Wind has been taken out of my sails. The wind has been taken out of my sails with these fucking technical issues with this mic. And I'm just like, Oh, I recorded you know, 30 minutes or 20 minutes of a podcast. And then it fucking just crackles and crackles. And it's like, God damn, like going back and forth and it cuts me off mid rant and you can't cut me off mid rant. That's bullshit. So yeah, to wrap up the first half, let's just fucking listen to CFCF, fuck Kanye and his fucking PR bullshit and fuck the Grammys and listen to serial podcast. Okay. So let's get into some shows. Um, just another disclaimer and it's kind of fucking embarrassing. I didn't watch vinyl yet. I, I, I didn't even, I haven't even watched it yet. I've been watching so many other shows. I didn't even watch the goddamn pilot and I've been hyping and hyping and hyping it up mainly because it's, you know, same creator for boardwalk and I love that show and it's the, you know, Great, talented cast. I mean, main actor, Bobby Cannavale from Boardwalk, who I love. I think he's very good. Uh, and it's just everything. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. And Martin Scorsese and fuck, yes. And then, dude, literally the night it premiered, I just didn't watch it. And I was just too busy. I watched Boardwalk that week. And I think part of the problem is is the the pilot episode, the premiere episode, is two hours long. So it's like a movie. And it's hard to find time for like a two-hour movie sometimes in between work and everything you got to do. I haven't watched it yet. So I do want to apologize for that because I know I've been hyping it up. And if you have seen it, I hope it's good. I've heard mixed things. I've heard it's, you know, it's good and it gets rolling. I know it just got renewed for a second season, but I also have heard that sometimes the dialogue's kind of corny and it's a little cheesy here and there. So that makes me nervous. I don't know. I I really don't know how good or bad it's going to be. It put a few doubts in my mind, which is probably better. So I don't go in with this like monumental expectations, which I always do. And then you, you know, that fucking always leaves you disappointed. I've talked about that before. So we, I haven't watched it yet. I'll definitely talk about it next episode. I mean, if I don't, then Jesus Christ, like what's wrong with me? Like I got to find, I'll find time to talk about it and watch it. It's just a little long for me. I know there's going to be what third episode by then, or I mean, maybe even four episodes by then. So I'll have to grind through and catch myself up to speed. But the shows I do want to talk about, uh, three of them, all new shows. Um, some recommended more than others, I guess. I mean, not new shows, new seasons, at least one's a new show. Um, we got new season of girls that premiered new season of togetherness that premiered and, uh, a new show love that premiered from Judd Apatow produced by him and, and created, um, what's his name? Paul Rust. I think you probably don't know him. You'll know him once you watch that show. So first off girls, I'm not a huge girls fan. I've talked about it on here. It's a good show. I just watched the premiere. I watched it last weekend. Um, same old, same old. Same old, same old good stuff. Like, that's not like a bad thing. That's just like, it's, you know, 
it's that same witty Lena Dunham writing almost feels like a, I mean, it's just back and forth and back and forth and comedic and a little over the top, of course, as, as with any show and especially on HBO too, but it's, it's great. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's, I mean, I don't know if I'd say great. It's good. I enjoy it. It's funny. And, um, Lena is a good writer, annoying kind of character in the show, but I mean, I know that's just her fucking character. And, and it starts off the season with some twists from the end of last season. I haven't even seen all the episodes, so I don't really want to talk about it too much. Uh, just because I don't think I have enough, um, really, I mean, I don't have enough experience with the show. I mean, I've seen a lot of scattered episodes, but I mean, I did see the new season. And if, if you're into that show, if you're into like darkish contemporary comedy, I think that's the place to be. I think it's very funny and very honest and very real for people our age and people in their twenties to, you know, early thirties, stuff like that. So, uh, just trying to find their way through life and, and it's, it's funny. It's good. So check it out. It's a good show and I'm not going to go, I'm, you know, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite show, but it's good. And, and it's just HBO just putting out consistent, uh, quality, quality content, which is always exciting. So you know, what I really want to cover are the two premieres that I saw. Um, one was love, Judd Apatow's love and, and togetherness, as I mentioned. And let's start with love new show from Judd Apatow as a girl who was in girls, I guess, uh, season four, the, the lead actress in the show and Paul Rust as the awkward, goofy main guy. I, I think it's a really good show. I really like it. It's based in LA, follows this dork, Paul Rust, uh, his girlfriend cheats on him or doesn't, I can't remember what happens, but in the, she like goes back on what she says. Like she was just like, she just seems crazy in the first episode. She tells him, Oh, I, you know, we, we, we want to break up and you can tell he's kind of a softy and he's just like not super manly. And he, you know, it just totally emasculated by her and it's just fucking hilarious you know I mean I don't know he he's just a, his character gets is annoying at first but gets funny and so you have that and then you have the girl I can't remember her name and I'm not even gonna fucking look it up right now because it's not that big of a deal you can look it up yourself good IMDb you can tell I'm impatient today um but she is like kind of like a little bit of a shithead and likes to party and she goes to AA and not that you're a shithead if you go to AA or you have a drinking problem but you know whatever she just like is kind of does drugs and shit and just that different different lifestyle of course and then they cross paths at the very end of the first episode so I would say you know the, the pilot wasn't that good I didn't enjoy the pilot but I think that's how it goes with all pilots I think pilot episodes are one of the hardest things to write one of the hardest things to do and, and if you've ever written before which I I you know written like a couple's like a screenplay or two like ish and you know, hasn't any, hasn't fucking everybody who's like loves movies. I've written the screenplay or two. Like, um, really did you? Was it fucking shitty as fuck? Like, yeah, probably. But I didn't, I mean, I haven't watched an, uh, written an episode of a TV show, but when you start to go into structure and how, you know, screenplays are written for movies or, or shows or whatever, it's really tough with pilot episodes because you're not even, I mean, with Netflix, I think it's a little different because, you know, they'll just probably approve a whole season and then just fucking make the whole thing and put it all out there. Season one, they don't just do pilots and see how it plays, but it's tough because you have to bring everybody into this world, get them related to characters. And if it's a show like the one love where there's really two main characters more so than one, I mean, there really are, then it's even harder because you have half the time to really flesh them out and make it believable and make it good and introduce, you know, Every show has its own vibe and its own feel. And love is one where it's that kind of quirky comedy. But it, it sometimes, I, I mean, sometimes it does feel like I don't know what style it wants it, it to be. You know, I, I don't know really. Maybe that's kind of one issue I have with it. Sometimes it's a little like inconsistent. But overall, it is awkward and funny and just like mid-20s, you know, or just, yeah, just 20s millennials fucking our age figuring life out. A lot like, the, you know, the girls era thing, but less... I would say much less dramatic, a little more grounded and, you know, a little less over the top um, and more realistic dialogue, especially like it is, you know, realistic and fun to watch. Um, but I would, it's a good show. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I think I've already crushed about seven or eight episodes and uh, it's, I think I want like two left. It's like a 10 episode season and it's good. You know, the first episode, it ends with them interacting for the first time together and uh and then it gets rolling and then episode two and episode three and it's that classic like oh, i want him to end up with her but 
uh, you know, he's the goon and, and it's a lot like the relationship and togetherness, which I'm going to get to, which I just fucking love. I'm getting goosebumps talking about that show. That's why I want to save it for the end. Um, but it's, it's a great show and I'd love, I'd love for you to check it out and watch it and see what you think. And, and I know I'm, I'm not really going into much detail and speaking in general terms, but I don't want to spoil everything. I mean, it's just, it, they're, you know, he wants to get with the girl and, and it's just that you, you want it to happen. And, and I, Fuck it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, at the end of like one of the episodes in the middle of the season, literally stop listening. If you, I mean, you see them get together. It's a fucking show. They're going to get together. Okay. But then now that they're together, I've been watching. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I like them. Like, and I don't know if I'm sure it's intentional, but like, I don't really like it, but I think that's what they're probably trying to do and set it up and then end it at the maybe like end of the season. And then they'll be together, like actually dating boyfriend and girlfriend. And they'll be like, Oh shit. Okay. Like I, I think it'll wrap up and, and I'm not, so I'm not trying to discredit it at all. It's, it's very good. It's very funny and very well written. And Judd Apatow is just a fucking talent. Like God, I mean, of course, like let me tell you about Judd Apatow. It's like, obviously we all know he's good. He's done so many damn good movies and shows and he's great. Um, and it's, it kind of subverts expectations a little bit, I think. And that's what's, that's, what's good about that show is it really, you'll watch it and it'll just, Oh, okay. That didn't, I didn't think it was going to end that way. Like, I don't know if, because our minds are so trained to see a show end a certain way or see a a romantic um, interest end a certain way and go a certain way because of fucking Hollywood and, and all those typical things and all the same shows we've watched on CBS and NBC and ABC, whatever. And, it's a little different here, you know, it's on Netflix and it's fucking raunchy and fucking R rated and it, it gets out there sometimes and you'll watch them like, Oh shit. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, wow, that was, that was fast. That was crazy. It's so give it a, give it a watch. And, uh, and Paul Rust, I think is very talented at first. He's like that awkward guy. He's like that awkward main character. It's like uh, that supporting actor in Marin's show who plays his assistant. He looks like him and, and that kid's also in Silicon Valley. I'm not going to look up the names right now. No, no fucking fact checking right now. And uh, it's, he's like that awkward dude. And at first it's like that classic awkward character where you're watching and like, he's just so awkward. And it's like, fuck, I almost like, ugh, like no. And you like hate it. But then like, you kind of just start to like him and you're like, all right, he's like a dork, but he's a lovable dork. And he's kind of the, he's kind of the man. So I started to like him and, and actually for the girl, it kind of went, I mean, I kind of didn't like her. I liked her. I didn't like her. I don't know, but that's how good shows go. And that's good that it's, it's um, definitely keeping me on my toes and I'm not sure how it's going to end. And I'm, I'm sorry. I think I heard birds chirping in the background. That's fucking crazy. If you heard that, that's cool. Um, I don't know if you're not going to, you're probably not going to hear it. I'm hearing it out in the back of the house. So do you hear that? Okay. I just went back and checked and yeah, you can hear the birds chirping. I'm not crazy. That's kind of cool. All right. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so just watch love. I think it's good. Um, and I just, I am a little disappointed. I wish I watched vinyl. Um, I would love to get into that, but I'm going to save it because I think it'll really go hand in hand with boardwalk empire. I, I have two episodes left, man. Those fucking birds are going fucking crazy. They're having a fucking rager out there. My God. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just, I mean, I'm, I think you can hear it. Cause Lord fucking get down out there. Um, Nonetheless, I think Boardwalk is going to go well with vinyl. Obviously, the same creators and, and creative hands uh, working on that project. I think it's going to be good to wrap up Boardwalk. Got two episodes left, finish it up, and then vinyl kind of transition into that. And I think, I mean, I guess it is his first show since since Boardwalk. So it'll be really uh, kind of eye-opening, I think. And, and maybe it'll be tough at first to be like, oh, shit, this is his new show. This is his new story and world. And I'm so used to boardwalk, but it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure I'll fucking love it as I, as I do. And I I think it'll be, it'll be good, but let's, let's wrap up the TV talk with, uh, with togetherness season two premiere. Oh man. I'm spoiler alert. You need to exit podcast this, whatever you're fucking listening to this through on SoundCloud or on iTunes, whatever fucking quit, shut it off, go watch togetherness season one. I think I've made this disclaimer a bunch of fucking times, but Season two premiere was so well done and it's so exciting that this show is just going to be just as good as the first season. I I already know. I I mean, it was just so well fucking done. So the first season deals with, uh, let's pull up the characters and actors on IMDb. Now I'm fucking passionate about this show. Let's get into it. 
I was like excited to talk about this one on the podcast. So sorry for that. Okay, I think I just fixed the mic, so we're good. All right, so I got togetherness pulled up here, and uh, Mark Duplass, 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 um, plays. You know, season one, he's with Melanie Linsky's character, so he's Brett and Michelle Pearson, I guess. I'm just reading the character names. I always go off actor names. Uh, they're married, they have kids and they're dealing with their issues and they don't have sex and all that fucking shit that happens when you're middle age and it's terrifying to even think about, but whatever, they're having a rough marriage and then, you know, slowly but surely she meets kind of this guy and then basic, you know, they work together a little bit to make the community better. She, you know, you can tell the attractions there. Then she ends up like the season one ends when they're out of town doing something together professionally and it, like major spoiler alert, they like start hooking up and like start making out like you'd think they have sex. You don't know. And then while they're doing that, Mark Duplass, Brett's character, he drives out there and he's like, I'm going to go surprise her and tell her like, I haven't felt like this in a while. Like I love her. And you just like, you can tell like he's finally had this change after the whole season. He's like, fuck it. I love my wife. And I'm just, he kind of goes through midlife crisis a little bit and you can tell it's like, Oh shit, this is real. So he's driving out and like, Oh my God, he's going to walk in on them. Um, so that's how that season ends for those characters. And then you have Steve Zissis's character, Zissis, Z-I-S-S-I-S. How the fuck do you say that? He plays Alex Papa. So Alex and then Amanda Pete plays Tina. Alex is like Brett's like best friend. I thought they were like brothers, but I guess they're just fucking best friends. And he's like an actor struggling in LA. First season starts with him almost wanting to leave and just get the fuck out. Um, he's struggling. He hates it. And he's just depressed. And then he meets Tina, Amanda Pete's character. And, you know, he gets a crush on her. It's kind of like love where it's like the, the dork likes the hot girl. And then they like, are they even a good match? But they love each other. It's kind of like that weird relationship. Basically it ends. He finally gets a legit acting job at the end of this second season with, uh, like in new Orleans. And then her character, I mean, he goes to her and tells her how much he loves her professors of love. She kind of shuts him down and he just goes. And then she has her like movie producer boyfriend that kind of hooked him up with the acting job. So there's a little bit of conflict there. So that's the end of the first season in like a minute or two, just really fast. And so the second season starts with, um, like a sex scene. You're like, Oh my God, it's, it's Brett's and I'm fucking spoiling. Just go watch it. Honestly, it's so good. Brett's wife is sleeping with the guy and then it cuts out and you see it's no, it's fucking, uh, it's Alex's character, like the dork guy. And he's fucking banging at some actress or some girl like uh, that he's with on the set. And it's like, he's killing it. And you're like, Whoa, like, and that, that was like such a great way to start the episode. I just was so impressed with how they handled everything. I mean, like, I, like I always say with these, with the number one thing I learned in, in screenwriting is subvert expectations. I mean, you, you, you place it there and, and you have the sex scene, you have that starting right there. And, and you're thinking, Oh my God, this is it. I mean, like, that's just immediately where my, my mind went to. And they even had the music going that ended the first season. It was so perfect. It just like led you all the way with this bait and then just turned on you the other way. And it's like, Oh no, it's him. You're like, Oh fuck. I wonder what happens. And then the next scene or so, then you see that she does sleep with him and, and she feels awful. And and then you see Brett's still in love with her. And then you eventually find out throughout the episode, like his car dies. He like drove like a hybrid with like a battery and then he had to charge it up and then got there to see her anyways. And, and he was too late um, to like walk in on them or anything. So he doesn't know anything. And you find out he tells her he loves her. And it's just now there's the pressure of her to tell him and he's being like the best husband ever. And it's like, holy shit, that conflict is like, when is that going to just explode? Like, it's just crazy tense and so good, but still so funny and still so real with all these characters. And then that's really where their story is. I mean, you know, Brett still loves her and he's just, he doesn't know anything though. He doesn't know what she did and he loves her with all his fucking heart. And he's just like the best husband ever. Now he's just so into her. And then she needs to tell him the secret, but he's being so great. And it's like, Tina tells her, just don't say anything. So it's really weird. And I mean, I don't know when that she's going to say something, but you know, I'd say probably a few episodes down the line. Well, we got that. And then my favorite part of the episode, the, both the beginning, switching it with Alex's character. And so the whole thing is he's kind of killing it. He's dating this like hot chick and, and they're just like making out like at the dinner table and he's just got all this swagger and it's awesome. And he's still like funny and clever. Like his characters, he's like the perfectly cast character, him and Mark Duplass. I mean, they're both so honestly, I mean, I guess the whole casting is good, but I just love them both so much. I think they're so good. And it basically goes from, He's killing it, and you're like, oh, man, this guy has all this swagger to Tina's character. Finally, they confront each other one-on-one -on -one at the end, and she's like, why aren't we? Like, let's be friends. Let's go back to how we were. Like, come on. You can tell she, like, misses him. She's a little jealous, but she, you know, she probably wouldn't say it. 
And he's just like, no, like I'm dating this person. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. And then it was just like the most heart wrenching, like fucking raw moment at the end of the episode where she's like, well, why are you like being so distant from me? Like, why are you being weird? Like, can't we be friends? Like just like not getting it. And then he just delivers this line and it's just like, oh dude, it just fucking tugged at my heartstrings. I was like, oh, that one hurt when he's just like, and he like looks at her and he's got like these like teary up eyes and it's just like perfect acting. He's like, you, he's like, you fucking broke my heart. Like, what do I have to fucking spell it out for you? And it's like, oh shit. Like, and then that's just real, like, boom. Then we just, it's like, there's that second layer just revealed. Um, just takes it like a level further. It was so good. So well done. And I just was like, Ooh, that one hurt. Like that was raw. That was fucking sad. So I, I, but you know, he turns it around and says, Hey, you know, I, but it ended up working out. I met this girl. I'm all confident. I finally feel comfortable with my own skin, whatever. And it's like, all right, good. You know, so we have that kind of conflict and we obviously still all want them to get, we want them both to get together, but will they, I mean, I, I think they will eventually. It's like love. It's, it's great. I, I love the structure of these shows. They just, it's like real life. It's the in and out and up and down. And, and you know, these seasons end on cliffhangers and then it's not like, well, and then that's the end of the cliffhanger. Let's start it up. It's like, well, it's still going. There's still that tension. It's, you know, who knows when it'll break. So I'm very, I'm very into it. And I thought it was thus far the best premiere episode I've seen out of the shows that I like and respect. I mean, I, I wasn't hugely into love. Um, I think the pilot episode of togetherness is phenomenal. Like the first one, um, it's just so well written. I do love it. Let's see who writes it. I mean, the creators are Jay and Mark Duplass, of course, and Steve Zeus. Oh, that's cool. The guy who plays his friends. That's awesome. Yeah. No wonder they have good chemistry. Probably actually have a real similar sense of humor in, in real life. So togetherness, just watch it. I, that's something you can just crush no matter what. That's the easiest one out of all these. It's one season before they're 20 minute episodes. I'm going to talk about it a lot on the podcast. So watch it, enjoy it. It's so goddamn good and it's so real um and easily my suggestion of the week in terms of like content to watch togetherness for sure then watch love it's good you can binge it and finish it whenever you want no really point on vinyl we'll just see what happens there maybe i'll watch it maybe i'll never fucking watch it and i'll just continue to hype it just fucking never ending hype um and then girls was you know fine if you like girls keep watching it it's good season was good i like the i like the premiere so Finally, let's just get to my Oscar predictions. We're 50 minutes in. I've been wanting to fucking go crazy here dealing with the mic issue, so I do apologize. It's kind of taking me off my... Um, it's doing right there. Taking me off my uh, my rhythm here a little bit with my... I, I kind of wanted to go off on a few things, but I didn't really get into it. So, All right, I got the Oscar ballot pulled up here. Let's make my picks. Let's make my fucking picks here, and then we're going to hit you with a CFCF track to leave you with. Sorry for that. Okay. Okay, so the highly anticipated segment. George's Oscar picks. Okay, so let's just start from the bottom here, and then we'll say best picture and everything. I mean, fucking crackling, my lord. I am so sorry for all the technical difficulties on this fucking podcast. I apologize. I just have to get this out today. I would I would postpone it, but I'm busy this weekend, and I have to get in the, my Oscar predictions before they actually happen, and I'd love to talk about it after. So let's um, let's go through this. Okay. Writing, original screenplay, Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out. Oh, Jesus. I, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Writing, original screenplay, Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, straight, straight out of Compton. Spotlight, no doubt. Done. Spotlight. Duh. They're going to give that spotlight. I don't even need to explain it. Bridge of Spies, fuck no. No one saw that. It wasn't that good. Ex Machina, I heard it was really good, but too out there. Inside Out. It's a fucking animated movie. They're just doing it as a courtesy. And straight out of Compton. Oh, maybe they will give it to Straight Outta Compton, actually, because of the... I could totally see the Academy doing that to make up for like the all-white Oscars thing. But I'm going to stick with... I'm going to stick with Spotlight. That's my choice there. For now. I might change it like before the actual watching, but that's that's the one right now. Okay. My favorite one. Sound mixing. No, that's like, okay, let's see. Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, Martian, Revenant, and Star Wars. I mean, I love when I just haven't seen some. Like, I haven't seen The Martian. I haven't seen Bridge of Spies, but Martian, it's like, okay, this is definitely Gravity 2.0. We all know what this movie is. Okay. Um, it's got to be between Mad Max or Star Wars. And then they have the same thing for sound editing. What's the difference? Let's go Mad Max. Fuck it. Sound mixing, Mad Max, sound editing. 
Mad Max Martian Revenant. Fucking sound editing is definitely Star Wars. Okay, sound mixing, Martian, sound editing, Star Wars. Who knows what the difference is there? Um, makeup and hairstyle, Mad Max. 100-year-old man who climbed out window in the desert. Revenant. Obviously, Mad Max is going to get that one. Because they got to give Mad Max something. Because Revenant is going to clean up the big ones. And so they have to make up for it somehow. And they're going to give these like bullshit ones. Not that they're bullshit. I mean, more like more power to the people getting those makeup and hairstyling Oscars. It's incredible. And they're so talented. But they, those aren't the ones people really, really care about. It's more the, you know, the ones that people care about outside of the industry and just like fans in general. You know, best picture, best actor, all that good stuff. So we'll get there in a second. Costume design, Carol, Cinderella, the Cinderella. There's a Cinderella movie this year? Fuck, I don't even know that. Mad Max Fury Road and The Revenant. Alright, easy one there is no, that's actually not an easy one. Costume design. Carol, Cinderella, the Danish girl, Mad Max, Revenant. Let's go Mad Max again. Mad Max is going to clean up these fucking uh, visual ones and maybe Star Wars. Visual effects. Ooh, this one's tough. Ex Machina, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. If I had to give my personal choice, I'd say The Revenant. My personal choice would be The Revenant because the visual effects in that were so well done and so seamless I was just like you couldn't even tell I mean Star Wars it's like I don't know man it was just the visual effects where it's like people are getting shot with fucking arrows and knives and shit and I don't know yeah, it was crazy those battle scenes but I, maybe it's just not big enough for that kind of Oscar I'm gonna go with oh man Ex Machina is not gonna win anything is it I don't think I'm oh, shit I should have seen that movie I'm gonna go with um this is exciting I'm excited to watch these Sunday now this is, some of these are tough I'm going to go with, uh, I'm feeling Star Wars. Star Wars. I'll give it Star Wars. Star Wars needs to win some fucking Oscars. They're, they're just going to give it to it. They have to. It's too big. It's fucking Disney. All right. Film editing. The Big Short, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Easy, The Big Short. Going for it. The editing in that is superb. It's so unique it's so out there and um aside from that shitty corny ass intro that i fucking hated my glass eye fell out when i was a football player no no i hate that shit but um definitely big short on that one cinematography um carol the hateful eight no that won't win mad max the revenant sicario sicario another movie i didn't see that i probably should have i heard it was good revenant Cinematography is revenant. Hopefully it was shot well, but it's too out there. It's not going to win anything. Carol, I haven't seen, so I'm just probably not going to vote for it for any of them unless there's like an acting one. I know it's like big on acting. I just haven't seen it. Mad Max, yeah, it looks pretty, but it's not like a cinematography movie. It's a special effects movie. And obviously cinematography plays an effect, but I, I think cinematography more as they look at it like artistic and what's the most, in, you know, the intrinsic value of that. It's very in-depth so and Sicario is like a little box office seat I'm going Revenant for cinematography production design okay Bridge of Spies Danish Girl Mad Max The Martian The Revenant fuck dude it's tough these ones are actually harder than uh, the main ones not Bridge of Spies that's not gonna win anything The Danish Girl I heard was really good and said what Eddie Redmayne Mad Max The Martian The Revenant fuck I don't know It's got to be, sorry, I'm taking a while. I should have maybe decided on these before I read through them. Not Bridge of Spies. It's between, not Mad Max. Mad Max is effects, so I'm not going to go production design because it's like special effects and more. So I'm thinking more real life, you know, like the what it looks around. The Martian, no two special effects. The Revenant, you know what, fuck it. Let's go the Danish girl because I think it's in an old time. It's probably, you know, it's like Boardwalk, I think, where it's like in a different era and it's like, oh my God, this production design is incredible. The costuming, everything. Fuck it. Let's go the Danish girl. Oh, and it got nominated for costume design. What did I go for costume design? Mad Max? Revenant? I don't even know. Fuck it. Who cares? Music. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. Music. Original score. Oh, this one's interesting. Bridge of Spies, Carol, Hateful Eight, Sicario, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Not Bridge of Spies, not Carol, not Sicario. We know that. It's got to be Hateful Eight because it's Ennio Morricone, and he's just so legit. Or Star Wars, The Force Awakens because... John Williams did it. Ooh, both respected. Let's go. You know what? Let's go Hateful Eight. 
I'm giving it to Ennio Morricone. I think that's how you say his name. He's dude. He did fucking good, the bad, and the ugly, and and all these old classic westerns. And now he's doing the hateful eight. They got to give hateful eight one of them. That's that's it. That's the one. That's the one that's gonna get it. In, in my guess, music original song earned it. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> nope. Uh, Monterey Racing Extinction. What? Simple song number three. Youth. Till it happens to you. The hunting ground. Writings on the wall. Spectre. Dude, I haven't heard any of these songs. Well, let's just go with Spectre, I guess. St- fucking 007. I don't know. I didn't even see that either. Jesus. Writing adapted screenplay. Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, Martian, Room. I heard Room was really, really good. God, I need to see that. There's some movies I need to see, but it's just too late. Um, Big Short. For sure. Big Short. Let's do that. Okay, start with the feedback. Let's work from the bottom here, and then we're going to pick the big ones, and then I'll let you guys go with the track. All right, short film live action. Didn't see any of them. Ave Maria, day one, everything will be okay. Ali's weird gut. Word gut, what? Shock, stutterer. Shock, for sure, dude. That's a gimme. We'll go shock. Fuck it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen these at all. Short film animated, bear story, prologue. Sanjay's super team, we can't live without Cosmos, world of tomorrow. Let's go world of tomorrow. Easy. That one's a gimme. Not even a question in my mind. Documentary short, documentary feature. Let's not do the same thing there. Let me just pick one. Documentary short. Last day of freedom. That just sounds like a winner. Because we've got other ones like Cloud Landsman, Specters of the Show, A Girl in the Road. Like the, the person announcing the awards, it has to be like, it has to flow well. I feel like sometimes it's like the name just has to be good. Last day of freedom just sounds like a fucking Oscar winner doesn't it all right documentary feature amy cartel land the look of silence what happened miss simo winter on fire ukraine's fight for freedom definitely cartel land i heard that was really good that's my guess it's very socially relevant right now cartel land all right animated feature film anomalisa boy in the world inside out sean the sheep movie when marnie was there didn't see any of them but i know anomalisa looked really good i wanted to see it but no one would see it with me and i don't want to go see that movie alone <laughs> um, inside out it's it's either the box office buster or the artsy one with Charlie Kaufman fuck it let's go Anomalisa let's go Anomalisa it looked really good it got great reviews let's let's go for it I just didn't see it foreign language film embrace of the serpent Mustang son of Saul Thebe a war and son of Saul Give me. All right, here we go. The big ones that matter. These are the tough ones. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. Oh, wow. This is tough. Okay. Christian Bale, The Big Short, Tom Hardy, The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo, Spotlight, Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies, Sylvester Stallone, Creed. Good for you, Stallone. I didn't even see the movie, and I don't even know if he deserved it, but fuck yeah. Good for him making a career out of one character. He's killing it. Or two. Him and Rambo. Rocky and Rambo. Let's go... Christian Bale, big short. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I'm going with Christian Bale. Actress in a supporting role. Jennifer Jason Leigh, The Hateful Eight. She was really good. Rooney Mara, Carol. Oh, I've heard she's really good. Rachel McAdams, Spotlight. No. I don't like Rachel McAdams. I don't know. Nah. Alicia Vikander, The Danish Girl. Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs got robbed in the Oscars. Yeah, I heard it was a really good movie. I want to see it. Um for doing these Oscar predictions, I haven't seen a lot of movies. For having a podcast about movies, I haven't seen a lot of them. Tickets are too damn expensive. All right. Um, this one is really tough. But let's go with not Jennifer Jason Leigh. I just didn't think Kate Fillet was good enough. I don't think she'll get it. It's got to be Carol or Danish Girl. Let's go Rooney Mara. Carol. Heard it was really good. That's got to win something. Okay, actress in a leading role. Kate Blanchett, Carol. I've heard she's good. Brie Larson, Room. I've heard she's really good. Jennifer Lawrence, Joy. That won't win. It wasn't good enough. Charlotte Rampling, 45 years. Sayorsi Ronan. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's terrible pronunciation in Brooklyn. Okay, I heard Brooklyn was really good too. Um, I'm ruling out Joy, 45 years ago. I never heard of it. Joy didn't make enough money and wasn't just. it just wasn't well-reviewed. Brooklyn. No, just ruling it out. It's got to be between Carol and Room, Brie Larson, the young up-and-comer. She's young, right, I think. And Kate Blanchett for Carol. Let's go Kate Blanchett. 
Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett stealing the show. Room's not winning anything. Fuck it. I'm just going to guess. I didn't see, I need to see Room. Damn it. Um, actor in a leading role. Brian Cranston, Trumbo, Matt Damon, Martian, Leo, The Revenant, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl. I'm going to go Fassbender. Nope. We all know it's Leo. Come on. Let's stop fucking around. It's his year. I called it from the beginning. Even before I saw The Revenant, I'm like, he's going to win. There's just too, it's too much, too much hype. He's got it. Unless the Academy just totally fucks with him. That'll be hilarious. All right. Leo, Revenant, actor, leading role, calling it. Director, Adam McKay, The Big Short, George Miller, Mad Max, Alejandro Inaratu, The Revenant, Lenny Abrahamson, Jesus, I don't know, Room, and Tom McCarthy, Spotlight. Drum roll, please. And it's The Revenant with Alejandro Inaratu. That's my guess. I just think it has to win. It's just the best movie this year. And it's just so beautiful and well-directed. It's just every... Because I feel like the director, best director comes to the, the person who brings everything together just so tightly and just, that movie is just so consistent. It has such a unique feel to it. I just don't, I mean, I know Mad Max does and I know Big Short's unique and everything, but dude, Revenant is just like incredible just to think about all the work that went into that. And I don't think it goes in all the movies, but I'm going Alejandro. Back to back on the Birdman. Only like a handful of directors have done it. Best Picture, Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Spotlight, Room, The Revenant, and The Martian. Dude, I got to go The Revenant again. That's my guess. The Revenant, and then there might be other ones that like aren't the famous ones, but those are my guesses. Sorry for the feedback. Fuck the feedback. Jesus. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, so those are my, those are my Oscar predictions. I know that was the most fucking exciting segment of the podcast. But uh, let's let's get this going. I'm gonna get the speaker here. We can just wrap this shit up. And I do apologize for any um, poor sound quality or crackling. It's just that was the speaker connecting to my phone. That was my head hitting the mic. And um, here we go. So I'm connected. Let's just fucking get rolling. Thank you all for listening. I do apologize for any crackling, and I just appreciate any feedback. And thank you for all the love and support over the past uh, couple weeks and listening, and just any stream or download or listen is great and please subscribe and rate on itunes if you can and go to contentfortheculture.com for anything else that you need any news will be on there as well and uh we're gonna lead with uh on vacation or leave with not lead with uh sate padang there's like a little uh trumpet trombone thing in this one um both the songs pleasure center in this one both routed the playlist listen to them enjoy Listen to the album. I hope you have a fucking great week. Enjoy the Oscars. Play a drinking game. Have fun with it. It's Leo's year.